Hello, wonderful listeners. This is CJ the Youngest. Now, I did not choose this topic, so you're probably confused about why I'm opening this episode. Uh, So here's a little story for you. I am the one that edits together these episodes. Uh, I was not around for this particular episode, so it's just Buddy and Colton. Uh, And what I did was I... Logged on to our Google Drive, I downloaded the audio files, I pulled them into my software, and I pressed play, and this is what I heard. Suck a dick, CJ. Buddy wanted me to insult you for a prank. <laughs> so here you go. It's my, uh, this is my prank. Just thought you would uh, enjoy that little insight into life as a Lindsay brother. Uh, And on that note, go ahead and enjoy this episode. Welcome. Here you'll find three very different brothers learning to discuss and disagree without losing their cool. Well, most of the time. You've got CJ, the youngest. CJ is taking a well-deserved break uh, this week. Buddy, the oldest. It's written when you first open the game. The AI generates your character, the entire story, all the drama and stuff that happens. And of course, there's Colt. Civil rights movement for robots. Each episode, one brother chooses the topic and drives the conversation. After that, it's all about the ride. This is Shotgun No Battle. Shotgun No Battle. All right, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of Shotgun No Battle. My name is Christian, and I am the eldest. My name is Colton, and I am the middle child. And the youngest, CJ, is taking a well-deserved break uh, this week from recording duties. So Colton and I are going to have a lovely discussion today about uh, artificial intelligence, art, and the future of technology. So thanks for joining us today. Um, There's this YouTube video, a specific YouTube video uh, from one of my favorite YouTube channels called Cold Fusion. Um, It's by a guy named Degogo Altrade. Um, And anyway, the, the, the video basically reviews kind of where AI technology is in terms of creating pictures uh, from scratch and this new AI uh, and how it does it really well. Indeed, it's pretty sweet. Uh, the pictures that it shows and demos uh, from the very beginning, like in the thumbnails, it's some pretty crazy sweet looking art. And to think that artificial intelligence was behind that is a really fun concept to contemplate. So I would definitely recommend checking that video out because obviously Doing a podcast talking about visual art is one thing, but uh, actually seeing the art is pretty cool. So go check that out. And especially if you're familiar with um, where the technology is it na- is at now. If you look online, you can uh, search for a uh, text to picture AI uh, generator. Um, and check it out. They're they're kind of shoddy, like the the free ones anyway. I don't know like if there are any that you can purchase, but um, they're, they're kind of crappy. Like the and the more complicated you get with like what you request, like a, an astronaut, raccoon, 
eating a hot dog or something like that. It, it just it the existing technologies don't really have the ability to create quality, pleasing images that are also complicated. And this new uh, technology um, does that pretty well. Um, so yeah, anyway, and it's um, one thing I, that occurred to me, Colton, um, while I was watching the video is that this AI breakthrough kind of removes the argument from those who, who argue that artificial intelligence will never reach like actual general intelligence, like a human with creativity and stuff. One of the arguments is that you can always tell if a computer or a human made like really good art. Um, so, so, so that this breaks that be... down. It used to be like you could tell if it was a computer or a human, and now it's getting closer and closer to not being discernible. Or Right. So machines, uh, art of AI has never been able to emulate good art uh, or like good humor. Humor is another example. <laughs> um, until, until these images by, by this new technology. So what's different from the new technology, like what has been, what's the breakthrough? Good question. So there's this, <clears throat> uh, I think it's a, I can't remember, it's like CPT something, this new technology that came out last year that's an AI that can like write computer code. And it's also really good at like uh, text conversations. So it, it learns really quickly and responds in very human-like fashion when you're like texting it. Um, wow. there's this app you can get online called, I mean, whatever at the app store called replica with a K and where you can like basically get your personal artificial intelligence companion that you text and you basically just text back and forth. Um, and they, nice. and they use that t technology and it's, it's pretty cool. Um, so basically they use a combination of that technology with some new, um, image generation AI and the combination is what makes it so, so good. Like a, an intuitive understanding of the text combined with um, cutting edge. The visuals of what that text represents, essentially. Yeah, cutting, cutting edge image generation. And it's cool because it's not smashing together existing images. Every image created is completely novel. Um, high resolution, but it, realistic But it references... Looking existing images right like it, there's a database that it learns from of existing images and then it applies uh, the concepts it learns from those images to what you are trying to relay via your text input right like your request it's a good question i'm actually not sure where the inputs are the video didn't go over the inputs um i it's it would make sense to me that yeah it does like look at um, images um, to know like what's aesthetically pleasing and what's not and yeah. what a bush looks well, like, you, right? But it, it doesn't use those learn. images. You gotta be able to learn what a human associates those words with to be able to properly totally. illustrate it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so yeah, that makes sense. And you're probably right, it does use existing images to to learn, but it doesn't use any piece of those images to create, you know, in, in the creation process. So part of the whole argument on against artificial intelligence being able to replicate or imitate or even just simply create art uh, that a human could never hope to create 
is that the code, the algorithms to the artificial intelligence that, that uses that uh, is created by humans, right? So, but then there's something to be said for machine learning, which is the latest uh, huge development in artificial intelligence becoming a thing, essentially. Yeah. Where they, they analyze everything and there's a process. Processors, chipsets created specifically for different tasks that are involved in processing um, something original and something creative, right? Okay. And then ad- and learns from that. So there's a, har- there's a merging that's happening between hardware and software hmm. uh, where we're able to get more specific with um, these are the set of tasks that need to be done all at the same time. Now, where, where we used to try and have one processor, one piece of hardware, one chipset do all of those things, now we're creating hardware or chipsets specifically for those tasks. So you have multiple processors each doing a, a vital component of you know whatever the algorithm needs. So it's like having two uh two lanes in a drive thru at McDonald's. Yeah. You're essentially multiplying by a factor of X to uh, get the job done in the same amount of time. Uh, get the job done in half the time, a tenth of the time, whatever it is, depending on how many processors you decide to create yeah. for the different tasks involved. Interesting. So I think it remains to be seen like uh, there were naysayers about um, AI being able to create aesthetically pleasing art, like original art. And, and, and you're right, like the, the code was written by humans. Um, but then, I mean, you, you, could, you could argue that, okay, well, what wrote humans? Um, is anything human made if some, you know, if someone wrote humans, is everything so, which I mean, original creation, I think done by a machine has already happened. And and it's safe to say that, uh, humans didn't really make that thing. They made the thing that made the thing, which is different. Um, yeah, I think there's, that's a good point where it's creation is happening everywhere and we're only one part of that doing some creating. And now we're thinking that we can sit back and assess or, or define or, or judge what creation is by any other means outside human. Uh, that seems a little pompous to me as a species. <laughs> That's a good point. That it gets into philosophy. That gets into philosophy yeah. real fast. But um, so this barrier has been broken, like is being broken. The technology is still improving rapidly uh, of like, in terms of like, aesthetically pleasing original images uh, <clears throat> given certain constraints. Uh, what about like humor? What about movies? Um, I, I think that I predict that within the next 10 years, we're going to see like a full length animated theater quality movie made completely by artificial intelligence. That'd be pretty sweet. Uh, I think that's already happened, but not like, it, it it didn't turn out very good. I mean, I don't, I don't know about it's theater. It had to have happened multiple times. But, I, I don't know about theater yeah, quality, not theater quality. That's a key part. Where it, of it actually breaks the glass ceiling is what you're saying in the next 10 years. Well, to where it's finally up to the expectations we have. 
I mean, like, where a person, like a normal person like you or me who have, like, first world expectations and an, an understanding of entertainment and decent standards can see a movie and be like, that was amazing. And then be told that it was made <laughs> entirely by artificial intelligence and we're like, what the F? Like, that was great. Like, that was as good as any, like, whatever, Toy Story or uh, what's that one with the... The uh, the Manticore. Jess loves it. Shoot. Onward. It's called Onward. Anyway. Onward. Okay. Stuff like that. Like the Manticore. That, that doesn't <laughs> that was a pretty random part of the movie. Uh, anyway, that level of movie, no, there's no we haven't we haven't seen anything like that yet. Yeah. Because there's I so many nuances. Here. I mean, again, it's a matter of what you describe as us having first world expectations and entertainment prowess, I guess. I mean, I don't, but coming from a place of what, what does that look like? Well, that's simply the agreement of the masses that something was good. Right. Um, I'm sure there are video games, movies, uh, all kinds of content that artificial intelligence has been creating that we simply haven't come across because our interests are not in whatever quality or, or style that piece of content is in. Um, like the masses appeal to the entertainment industry or the entertainment industry essentially appeals to the masses, right? Because there's profitability involved where you need to be able to make money so you appeal to the most people possible yeah give them what they want and all of the other content out there that doesn't appeal necessarily to the masses but appeals to a lot of others um seems like it would fall short of what you're hoping in the next 10 years artificial intelligence can ultimately produce in that it does produce a piece of content for the masses yeah i gotcha um so you're saying like the AI, if it's geared toward profitability or like pleasing the highest number of people right. is, is may create like a, another Transformers or a, an F-16. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, totally. it's that creating be... all, all kinds of stuff right now. We just aren't aware of it because it's not worth our attention. It's just not good enough or we, it's not to our taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, imagine, I mean, I mean, imagine like if you had such an AI and I had such an AI and any of us like right now, like we can go and just create like a song online and publish it for everyone in the world to listen to. And it could be probably pretty decent. Uh, what if we could do that with like a movie? We just like have this creator online. Anyone can go and be like, tweak this, tweak that, blah, blah, blah. Um, it. It feels like that would ruin movies, actually. It feels like that. But here's the question. Has it ruined songs? No. Yeah, absolutely. The music industry has been convoluted with all sorts of stuff. And because everybody can produce a track so easily. Are you saying like the openness? There's so much music out there. And most of it's not... Well, sure, good. it's become flooded. And you're right, most of it's not as good. However, the creme de la creme today, because of that, is much better than the creme de la creme yeah. 10, 
20 years ago because there are That's more true. people who can more easily make it to the top. Like there, there are people in Africa or India or freaking, I don't know, third world countries right now that would be better than our best mathematicians and, and astrophysicists right now. Um, right. But most of the people in the world will never come across remotely the opportunity to become an astrophysicist. Right. Um, and when you have more people who have access to the opportunity, uh, you have a lot more winners floating to the top. So speaking of this uh, AI creating art stuff, um, uh-huh. you got to mention NFTs because that's, uh, that's a huge part of artificial intelligence creating Ooh, interesting. pieces of art that Ooh. appeals to and, and it's a very measurable thing the nfts in that value is assigned to the piece of art um, via the community purchasing that nft uh, and it being worth as much as the community likes it right mm-hmm. the demand for that piece of art the appeal for that piece of art is X amount of dollars. And uh, so that's uh, really actually pretty exciting for any content creator in that they can release that on the blockchain as an NFT and its value will be determined by the users and the community. Gotcha. Well, what happens when an AI... Do you think like there will be a difference between like art, like an NFT, for example, this was generated by AI versus this was generated by Jessica Lindsay or some famous artist? Yeah, there there is a difference because um, there are most NFTs, not most, sorry, but there are some prominent NFTs that are artificial intelligence creating the art. Okay. Like uh, board, the, the Bored Apes. Yacht Club or whatever it is, the Apes NFTs, they have built into the blockchain the code uh, to create something new in a specific way, like add a hat and turn his skin ghoulish or something, right? Uh And it applies that code to an existing piece of art on the blockchain, an NFT, and create something new from it. Oh, right? so it's like a like a it's a it's set like a of N- it's a set of NFTs that follow a paradigm and that have random yes. or hidden and, or mysterious modifications that happen at different times. Yeah, to and create new ones, new, an original okay. new piece of art that is directly uh, tied to the the NFT it was created from. So, like, it'll be a normal ape, and then yeah. you say, "Okay, I'm going to get a power up." apply and my power up is the the sunglass ghoul power up right yeah yeah where it'll add some form of sunglasses and do something to the aesthetics of the ape's fur or skin or whatever to make it look ghoulish and it takes that nft and does its thing that's artificial intelligence creating something new and original from that that picture that jpeg of the ape and so it's happening right now, like artificial intelligence creating art, something original and unique. If Jess Lindsay wanted to upload a piece of art and convert it into an NFT, she could do that and then 
put it on the marketplace and have the users buy it up essentially be like i want i want some of this goodness right here and the value increases uh with however many users um mint that nft right but so yeah artificial intelligence and blockchain wait a second that's wait. where we're going to see a lot of art that that's very interesting so the ai part comes in where the ai will determine or like will be the thing that randomly generates the power-ups the power-ups are created and sold as code on that specific blockchain that that NFT is minted on. Oh, okay. Uh, for anybody to purchase and inject into their own NFT. Gotcha. Like the, gotcha. So that they can get another NFT that branches off of their original. That's cool. Yeah, I'm not like a huge proponent of NFTs. Really? Uh, as far as um, if you're trying to store value... Uh, like Bitcoin, I buy to store value. NFTs, I, I really like because for a lot of reasons, but uh, the content creation aspect of NFTs is is what I'm really excited for. Yeah. Because it's it, it's got built-in licensing and copyright. You know, it's on the blockchain. It's public. Um, everybody knows where it came from. Yeah. So I want to talk about... Um stigmas um i think movies and video games which i want to talk more about later video games and virtual reality uh with an injection of ai uh, but those things i think will in our lifetimes for sure become better made by humans just like we're, we're very close to the point where uh machine driven cars will be sa- safer are, well i think they currently are safer than human-driven cars. Uh, we're going to reach the point where hu- uh, machine-created art and entertainment is going to be better than human-generated art and entertainment. And I, I wonder I wonder if there's going to be a stigma toward, uh, against, rather, machine-made goods. Kind of how, like, currently there's a stigma against, like, things that aren't fair trade, a little bit or a stigma against like inorganic food, maybe things like that. Yeah. Um, there may be like people who are like, you know, let's keep the humans artists relevant and important, um, which is important. What, I think what was, there was, a, there's a few movies about this, but one recently uh, where they were fighting for the rights of robots because robots. Oh, totally. Yeah. District nine. Like, what? No, no, no. Robots had reached a point to where humans were actively uh, forming relationships with robots like they actively form relationships with people. And so, yeah, I wonder if there's going to be a stigma that arises. Gotcha. There's no doubt there will be. There's going to be two sides to the fence on anything. Are you talking about the movie So like Her? a civil rights... Uh, no, I haven't seen Phoenix. that one. So no. Chappie. There's a few of them, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it right there. Chappie? What is it called? Chappy. Chappy. It's a good Chappie. one. Yeah, for sure. Anyway. Yeah, if there's going to be a kind of like racism, but but uh, what would you call that? Civil civil rights movement for robots. Yeah. <laughs> what would you call that? Um, techism. Uh, what, go with techism. What did they call You heard that? it first here, they, ladies they and gentlemen. They had a term. They had a term in the movie. But... The term is techism, Colton. <laughs> oh, no. And, and then the other one was, oh, no, I remember what it was. It wasn't Chappy for me. 
Oh, what um, was it? It was Ar- Arcane. Oh, nice. Yeah, the League of Legends uh, Netflix so good. original Arcane, where they were, they called them like metal something, like someone who metalborn or metal made or robots. Something? Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Anyways. Cool. So, video games. I was thinking about. So, I was I was watching this YouTube video about uh, the new Harry Potter. What uh, game? What's not Harry Potter? Well, Hogwarts Legacy. I think it's called Hogwarts Legend, or something like Is that. Is it a? Is it Legacy? Virtual reality or? Well, no. It's like uh, it's like a Horizon Zero Dawn or a, a Skyrim, but Harry Potter world. I was watching this so, movie yeah. about the size of the map of the. It's of the, open world. Is it open it's, world? It's totally open world. Oh no! And oh man! It's. Uh, I might be in trouble, dude. I, uh, I, I, I might like to play. I don't like how it looks like, like the way the people move and the graphics don't look that good. Also, the combat looks kind of cheesy, but anyway, um, that's Harry Potter. The, for the you, map man. of the world is, is absolutely ginormous. Like it's, it's expected to be, um, breathtakingly groundbreakingly completely destroy any other, uh, map size that's occurred. Um, I'll bet it's using the unreal engine. Oh, it could be. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's. Could be, um, and I was thinking, like, what if, like, if AI becomes good enough, like, you could literally have like an infinite world. You because you could basically have an AI that's generating it RNG style as you go. That's the metaverse, right there. Well, I mean, you, you'd have to. Are you saying like multiple people online? Metaverse yeah. multiple people. It'd be different if it's like a like I'm talking about like so a solo video game. I, I don't guess, think that'll exist. You don't think so? Why? I mean, maybe you can turn off all of the other players and and be in the world by yourself. No, I'm saying but... no. I'm saying imagine like a Horizon Zero Dawn, which has boundaries. Right, you go to the edge and the mountains become too steep or something. Let's go Breath of the Wild. That's more fun. You you can't climb above the things. It's like oh you're too high or whatever. Right. Um, but it, you never have those boundaries in Breath of the Wild. You just keep going, and eventually you'll get to something else that the game hadn't created until you went, quote unquote, you know, past a certain boundary, out of bounds, and then it's like, oh, we we have to create this extra world space over here. Um, so if it was a single player experience, then every single game would be unique. Yeah, totally, exactly. I mean, imagine a game sweet. where, like, you, I mean, and that could go really far. It could it could go as far as, like, you download, like, Doom or something. And basically, and, and your character, uh, your story, uh, maybe, maybe you, it's written when you first open the game. The AI generates your character, the entire story, all the drama and stuff that happens. And, oh, my God, this could even have huge implications for choose-your-own-story things, like in video games. Remember Fable? Fable was groundbreaking because, you know, evil and good, and it had actual effects. Um, But it was very limited in that way. Isn't that the point of video games now is to be able to choose your own story? What was that? Like they're becoming more and more... um, Well, yes, but it can't... Influenced by decisions you make in the game? It doesn't affect the fundamental parts of the video game. Nor does it ever really affect the fundamental parts of the story. Every video game has a main line, 
that's very okay. more or less the same. So how do you think they'll create this video game that you're describing where is the world is generated on the spot? Where is the story in some Good question. Like how do so you, what I'm saying is imagine that? imagine Breath of the Wild um but cuz you know there's a main line um, and it's kind of cool where because you have like four branches that are optional before you get to the main line that actually affect the end. But um, but instead, imagine that the first um, main boss you get to, which one, the one that you choose drastically affects the rest of the video game, like which other ones you can do. It might create more places to go. Um, the earliest video game I remember was something like that that I played was Pokemon. With depending on which uh, Pokemon you oh, chose, totally. the first one. Oh yeah, is, dude. Your your rival would get the strength stronger one to yours. Totally, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's good stuff. So, like Harry Potter video game, for example. Depending on which house you choose, or which house the Sorting Hat puts you in, it could be an entirely different video game. So that your second playthrough. So, but instead of the people. The reason we don't really have that now, like early choices actually creating an entirely different experience or story or video game experience, is because people are, it takes enough time to create one video game. People can't, you can't have because there can be so many choices that you you would have to create like a thousand video games to have the whole package, but an AI would be able to write it as you go. An AI would be so able to add game, mechanics, story pieces, characters, places as you go, depending on what you choose. Technically speaking, this video game would have to be on a server then, because yeah, yeah, the AI would not have be able limited to file size. That's right. right. Yeah, the, fit a certain amount of data into one one file. Yeah, the AI wouldn't fit on a console, I imagine. So, so yeah, it'd be it, online, but it, it'd be one player. Uh, what, man, I. It could I, I don't know why why limit <laughs> ourselves to one player at this point? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, I had all but kinds yeah. of fun ideas thinking about a, an open world Harry Potter situation, kind of like uh, Riders Republic, um, or um, what's that game Borderlands? Um, what else is there? Skyrim. Anyway, yeah, so so much potential if, if you have like an AI that is able to create things on the spot. So that you don't have to have all 100,000 possibilities written at launch. Well, that's essentially what, with maybe some slight differences that I'm not sure of, but that's essentially what uh, PlayStation's or Sony's um, uh, PlayStation 5 is capable of using the Unreal Engine that I mentioned, Mm -hmm. along with some of Sony's tech. Uh, it, it, It creates... Let, let me pause and, and give for, fast enough. Let me, let me give our for, listeners for there to be no jitter. Uh, I want to give our listeners uh, make sure we don't. Unreal Engine Five is a is a toolkit, basically a software toolkit for creating uh, digital environments. Yeah, so this new one can can create the environment fast enough to not have any load times. And so as you're walking, uh, you can see as far as you can see and things start appearing in your field of view. Those things are being generated before you get there, but just barely Ah, before, right? Like they're not loading the whole map and letting you walk through it. 
they're only generating your field of view and what you can see where you are uh, when when you're there essentially when you look at it the old yeah. uh the old matrix matrix style yeah it only exists so, if someone's looking cool at stuff. it yeah th- that is that is different games. though because we're just talking about processing existing data unreal engine right does that really well and does it really fast and efficiently uh but it's processing stuff that's already been put there by humans so we're talking about the yeah. creation of new code for like game mechanics and H- hence the file size like in current games, there's a, a definitive file size because there's a definitive amount of data that is stored in that game. And this AI generation stuff would be an infinite amount of data processing and creation, right? So mm-hmm. you'd have to be on a server with hardware to support the generation of that data for everybody that's playing the game all at once. Yeah, yeah. And that technology certainly exists. Um, I mean, it happens right now for like Fortnite and Minecraft and um, freaking League of Legends, for, the, for that matter. But I mean, that's definitely. Uh, I mean, Fortnite isn't isn't bad looking, but yeah, definitely choppy sometimes. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, I'm excited for AI and its effect on a lot of creative spaces, video games included. Virtual reality and the metaverse is going to be mind-blowing to anybody who is 34 years old today. Uh, it's just going to be like unreal what we live to see yeah. as far as technology goes. Probably. And we're just going to be ungrateful, fat, white Americans I'll be grateful. Chatting about it. I'll be like, I, I, I knew this was going to be cool, but this is freaking insane. <laughs> I'm not saying that now, though. Like, I would have said that. I would have said that same sentence pretty competently uh, 20 years ago when I was 15. So and I'm not saying now, like, I thought this was going to be crazy, but this is insane. I'm just like, yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I guess that's true. As as it evolves, our expectations evolve with them. Right. But when I was playing PlayStation, you know, PSX, the OG of uh, the PSX 3D platforms, right? Yeah, PSX, PlayStation One. Oh. The PlayStation console, the X okay. stands for console, or oh. gaming system, or something. Okay. Anyway, I was like loving it. Cool borders, um, yeah, Crash dude. Bandicoot. Here we go. And to imagine that we would be able to, in 20 years, jump into a virtual world that's 360 degrees and I lose one of my senses in reality, yeah. two of them, uh, is pretty so, yeah. insane. Sight and sound, yeah, you know? Yeah, for sure. Dude, one of the, this reminds me, one of the best, you know how they'll, uh, praise works of science fiction from the past that that ended up being really good predictors of current technology. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. One of them is Ender's Game. Uh, traditionally, my favorite book. Um, in Ender's Game, um, the students of the military school they are expected to like train. Part of their training is to use this handheld tablet about the size of like a large book uh, to do this. Like they call it the fantasy game. And this game is just like a basically a virtual reality where you walk through and you make decisions, but it's generated by an AI as you go, essentially. 
nice. and I'm just yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just reminded of that because that's like exactly what we're talking about. And in fact, this Ugh. this exact topic, I mean, he he's been praised for having like handheld tablets, like the phones we use today. That was an unbelievable prediction. In I think oh, yeah. it was 19, in it was in the 1980s that this book came out. Orson, that's like Orson 30 Scott Card. Years, thirty years ahead of his time, right there, dude. Forty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. More like 30 for the handheld uh, tablet. But like, it was like, I think it was like 2012 that the iPad came out. I could be wrong. And we're now talking about this new, like like an AI running a video game real time based on user inputs. Um, that was also in his book. And he, he, here we are, his predictions <laughs> still coming true farther in the future. So yeah, cool. dude, in the 80s, man, to be able to envision <laughs> 40 that, years ago. that's pretty insane. Because in the 80s, they had MS-DOS. They had green digits on a screen. Yeah, dude, the internet wasn't have really a thing. That's crazy. Yeah, I kind of want to look up when it when it came out. I, I need to watch that again. I mean, I, I could read the book. The movie's good. Looks so maybe good. I will, but the movie the movie does it for me. Like that was really good, really good flick for me. I loved the anti gravity stuff uh, that they play. That's just like that laser tag on steroids. Totally. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, please. Yeah, what's that game called? I can't remember. Hmm. Anyway, January 15th, 1985. So, yeah, coming up on 40 years here. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll see where it goes, I guess. I mean, artificial intelligence is going to be in everything uh, pretty soon. We're not going to be able to do much without it helping us in some way our lifestyles are gonna more and more be dependent upon technology as technology advances and artificial intelligence is going to play a key factor be yeah a key factor in that well and i and i think that's okay um there were people who were afraid of the car there's a whole religious s- s- uh, set of sects <laughs> who are against technology for this t- same type of thing like we don't want to become dependent on it and it's unnatural and um, stuff like that like people didn't want to buy cars for that reason there's always been this kind of attitude and we'll continue to have it but i think that um, and this kind of leads into something i wanted to go back to and that's um, ai as a tool technology um, as a tool typically improves the lives of everyone Overall, yeah. Overall. So like going back to when we were talking about like what if kind of like how we can go create a song today that sounds pretty decent online and publish it for everyone to listen to for free. You made the point that like, yeah, that and that's diluted. So the most diluted the the, the available pool of, of content. Be, whereas so, content. so the most of it, yeah. So the most of it's crappy. Um, right. And then, but I think it's just that, like, it's just like manufacturing when manufacturing exploded uh over in China because they're like uh manufacturing is is the key to us participating in the global economy. They started mass manufacturing. They built a whole bunch of assembly plants. And that's why there's a stigma where if it's made in China, it's cheap. <laughs> gotcha. Well, and I came I came back with the counterpoint that um it, it had the effect having those tools so available to everyone had the effect of bringing more people to the top, right? More, more talent it becomes avail- accessible to people, um, yeah. and I think that same thing will apply to AI. AI um, 
people will be able to use artists, creators will be able to use AI as a tool. And I think totally when that type of thing becomes available to the billions instead of the hundreds of thousands or probably the millions, um, we're going to see a huge increase in the quality of the creme de la creme. Though I think you're right that there will also be like millions of video games as good as like maybe Halo was, but not even close yeah. to as good as the games we're playing sixty, seventy dollars for at that time. So yeah, it'll be fun to see. I think a lot of it will be will stem from blockchain. Honestly, the artificial intelligence piece uh, as it pertains to creating things, uh, unique content mm-hmm. pieces of art, um, because that's that's the public ledger like every that's like the tool to use ai with if you want to create something that is unique and yours and put it out there for anybody and everybody to see the district the means of distribution for art i think that's going to be one of the main ones where ai is able to break out into the hands of the many hmm So let's use technology to as a tool for positivity, eh? Hey, sounds good to me. Um, artificial intelligence, art, I can't think of anything else. My energy is waning. <laughs> 40 minutes, brah, come on. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty solid. Shoot, that's pretty 40 solid. minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a little disappointed with our last... Uh, second to last episode length i was like oh we only did like 43 minutes that was it's okay though conversation sometimes don't it's don't fu- last long it's funny because the math is almost spot on about two-thirds the length uh, with two-thirds of the yeah people. <laughs> with, two, with two people <laughs> uh, right on yeah, well we've exhausted our mental resources here i'm going to take advantage of the situation of there being only two of us and just say uh shock shock in a battle. battle oh my god <laughs> I gave that one away. <laughs> <laughs>